Welcome to the Live Free, Love Life podcast, where we discuss how to create more freedom so we can love our lives no matter what we're going through. Hello, welcome to Live Free, Love Life. Today, we are going to talk about breaking free from your poisonous thoughts and beliefs, which is, by the way, the best gift you could give yourself. This podcast is coming out on Christmas morning here where I live. Maybe not if you're out in another part of the world. And if I could give you one gift, it would be freedom from your own poisonous thoughts and beliefs. But since I cannot actually give that to you, I want to give you what you need to be able to give this gift to yourself because that's the second best thing. Our minds are extremely powerful tools, much more powerful than any other tool on the planet. They are capable of shaping our entire reality. And when poisoned by negative thoughts and beliefs, the reality they shape isn't a pleasant one, but we are still the ones shaping it. This powerful tool we have in our possession then works against us and becomes a source of self-sabotage and limitation. In this episode today, we are going to explore how poisonous thoughts and beliefs hold us back and then discuss strategies for breaking free from their clutches. We will also delve into the importance of giving ourselves grace and offering forgiveness as essential steps on our path to personal growth. Let's start with the chains of poisonous thoughts and beliefs. We could fill an entire volume of encyclopedias with the poisonous thoughts and beliefs humans use to hold themselves back and keep themselves stuck. For this episode only, we're just going to focus on some foundational areas that cause the most problems. These are the things that I see across the board through thousands and thousands of people that I've coached. The first one is limiting self-worth beliefs. Poisonous beliefs about our own self-worth, such as, I'm not good enough, I don't deserve to be happy, I'm not lovable, these create a self-fulfilling prophecy. All of our thoughts do. When we believe these things, we don't actually allow ourselves to be good enough, to be happy, or to be truly and deeply loved. These thoughts hold us back from what we want, and from pursuing our dreams and taking risks, they hold us back so much. And they're not true. They are poison. They are poison that is shaping your reality. And that reality is not amazing. And what we want is amazing. The second area that I found across the board is, I'm just calling this negative self-talk. Constant self-criticism and negative self-talk can keep us stuck in cycles of self-doubt and anxiety. Believing in our own inadequacy leads to missed opportunities, unrealized potential, and not living our best lives. And then area number three is the fear of failure. A belief that failure is unacceptable or shameful can paralyze us, preventing us from trying new things or pushing our boundaries. We become trapped in our comfort zones without the freedom to spread our wings and fly. Let's talk about some examples from each of these sections. For self-worth, this is our self-worth transformation story. Early on in my blended family experience, after I got remarried again, I noticed I was walking on eggshells all the time. And I am not a walking on eggshells kind of girl. If you know me, I'm super direct. People call me blunt or bold or whatever those words are. I don't walk on eggshells. I don't sugarcoat things. I don't do that. And I found myself totally walking on the eggshells. And I was trying so hard to do everything right. And I was trying so hard to make sure everyone 
was happy. And what I realized, I had to do with this coaching stuff to figure this out. I did not know this was why. It's because if my husband wasn't happy or his kids weren't happy, then he was going to leave me. And then I was going to find out that I was unlovable. That's terrible. This is not something I was consciously thinking. These are subconscious. A lot of our poisonous thoughts and beliefs are subconscious. They're running the show. We're just not actively thinking them in our conscious brain. We have to do work to bring them to the surface. I was so afraid that I was unlovable. And if he left me, that that's what I would find out. My first husband left me. If my second husband left me, for sure, that's what it would mean, that I was unlovable. So I was trying to control all the things that are totally outside of my control. And I wasn't happy because I wasn't being myself. I wasn't even allowing the true me to show up and to be loved because I was walking on eggshells, trying to control everything, trying to make sure everything was okay. This is not a good place to be. I am unlovable was a core belief created through some of my past trauma that kept me shackled, unable to be myself, unable to do what I wanted to do, unable to move forward, unable to create the life, marriage, and family that I wanted. It was shackling me, and I didn't even really know it was there until I did the work. That's why I show up on this podcast. I'm going to encourage you over and over and over and over again to do your work. If you want to come do it with me, amazing. My membership is awesome, and it's going to help you do all this work. But regardless, you need to do your work because these were shackles that I did not know were there. All I knew was that I wasn't happy. That's what I knew. And for some of you, that's all you know. You don't know the shackles that are holding you down. And some of the strongest shackles are some of these poisonous beliefs about our own self-worth. Only when I let go of this poisonous belief, using the coaching tools that I teach, did I have the freedom to move forward and love my life. I could not love my life in my blended family until I let go of the shackles. I just couldn't. It was impossible. I was stuck and I was miserable. And now I have the same blended family. That clearly was not the problem. It seems like it is. My brain likes to tell me that that's the problem all the time, but it wasn't. And that's what we do on this podcast. Each and every episode, I'm going to tell you more of the things that are keeping you stuck, that are shackling you, that you may not even notice. That's why I'm bringing them to your awareness so that you know it's not actually your husband. And it's not actually your kids or your stepkids or your exes or your boss or your sister or your mother-in-law. It's not none of them. None of those are the shackles. All the shackles are inside. We are the ones shackling ourselves. Example number two, banishing negative self-talk. This comes from one of my clients who we're going to call Emily today. She struggled with this deep-seated belief that she wasn't smart enough to pursue her dream of becoming a writer. She always wanted to be a writer, dreamed of it her whole life, but she also thought she wasn't smart. Not only that, she wasn't creative enough, she wasn't clever enough, she wasn't funny enough, you see the pattern. After years of negative self-talk with accompanying self-doubt, which is what that creates, she came to me for coaching. She wanted help. She wanted to be a writer and she could not get out of her own way because she was shackled. This negative self-talk was keeping her stuck. As we coached, she began to challenge her beliefs about herself, recognizing that they were rooted in childhood experiences as they often are. And as we unraveled her poisonous thoughts and beliefs, she started to write. She published her first book. And by giving herself grace and offering forgiveness for not pursuing this dream earlier, she was able to embrace a whole new chapter in her life. 
She was able to move forward and do things that she had dreamt of doing forever. But we had to let go of these shackles of negative self-talk. And then here's an example for overcoming fear of failure. Another client who we'll call Sarah, she had dreamed of starting her own business and she was just paralyzed by fear of failure. What if I fail? What if I fail? What if I fail? That kept her from moving forward. This is what shackles are. They're things that keep us stuck where we are instead of moving forward. As we coached, she learned how to confront her fear. And even more importantly, she found all the answers to what was behind it with determination, because often, especially when it comes to fear, we have to take action before that fear goes away. We have to take action while we feel fear. That is often how fear works. We can't just get rid of the fear and then do the thing in a way that feels amazing. We have to take a leap while we're feeling fear. Her business did face some initial setbacks, which most businesses do. But since we had been talking about that, the failure, the fear of failure and how failure is not what she thinks it is, and maybe it's not so terrible. As we coached on those things, she was able to fail without making it mean horrible things, without making it paralyze her, without letting it set her back. She just used it as valuable learning experiences, which is what failure is, by the way. It's just lessons. By offering herself forgiveness for any missteps and maintaining self-compassion, that's something we do on purpose. We give ourselves self-compassion. Her, her business eventually started to thrive. She just had to let go of that, the shackles of the fear of failure. So how do we escape from their clutches? How do we escape the clutches of our poisonous thoughts and beliefs? The first step is to identify poisonous thoughts. In order to break free from them, you have to know what they are. Just as I didn't realize that I was thinking that maybe I'm unlovable, I didn't know that was running, so I couldn't do anything about it. You have to identify them. And there's lots of ways to do this. You could keep a journal, just start journaling all the time, getting what's in your head out onto paper. Obviously, you can hire a coach, even just starting to pay attention. Just sit and watch what you're thinking. Notice the thoughts that are going on up there. We've got to identify the poisonous thoughts. We've got to identify these, the self-worth thoughts, the negative self-talk pattern, fear of failing. Look for them in your brain. Step number two is to challenge them. We have to challenge our negative beliefs. When you catch yourself thinking, I can't do this, or I'm not good enough, challenge that. Ask yourself if they are based on facts or if they're simply self-imposed limitations. So if it's like, I can't do this, well, why not? What would it take for a person to be able to do this? What is it that people who can do this have that I think I don't have? Is that even true? Challenge it. Imagine taking it to court and being the attorney on the other side of the argument. Challenge that belief. Where did this even come from? Is it even true? How is the opposite of this true? What are all the things you have that show you can do this? Tell me all the evidence that shows me you can do this. I'm sure you have lots of evidence of doing amazing things in your past. If you could do those things, why can't you do this? Challenge your beliefs. Step three, practice self-compassion. Give yourself grace and compassion. Understand it is okay to have flaws and limitations and weaknesses. This is what humans are. Nobody is perfect. It is impossible to be human and be perfect. This is part of being human. Treat yourself with the same kindness you would offer a friend facing a similar challenge. If it's not a friend, think of if you have a child. Imagine your five-year-old child, you talking to her the way you talk to yourself. What would you say to her if she made a mistake? Probably wouldn't match what you're saying to yourself when you make a mistake. 
Number four, offer forgiveness. Forgive yourself for past mistakes and the times you let poisonous thoughts control your actions. Remember, your past does not define your future. You have the power to change. As humans, not only are we not perfect, that means because we can never, ever, ever be perfect, it means there are an infinite amount of up-leveling we can do. We can always take it to the next level and we can always take that to the next level and we can always take that to the next level. We get to grow. That is one of the beauties of being human. If we could be perfect, that would not be true. So you can always take it to the next level, but let's start with forgiving yourself for not doing it before. You're actually on the perfect path. You're doing it at the exact time you're supposed to. Nothing has actually gone wrong. It's all okay. Step number five, hire a coach. I know this is a little biased, but hear me out. It can be really hard to identify and challenge your negative beliefs on your own. Just imagine you're like a fish in water. Fish, probably, they don't see the water. They see all the other things in the water, but they don't see the water because they're in the water. They don't see it. There are so many poisonous thoughts and beliefs in our brain that we cannot see on our own because they are just part of the landscape. We don't even notice they are there. But for a trained coach, they can just look and be like, oh, did you notice this? Hey, did you know that you're thinking this and that this is totally optional and it's actually not even true? And you're like, what? Because for real, for you, it's just part of reality. You don't even notice it's there. A coach can be so, so, so helpful in doing this. Obviously, I would be a good choice, but there are lots of awesome coaches out there. If you're having a hard time identifying those poisonous thoughts and beliefs, go hire someone to help you. They are good at what they do. You might as well get the help. It will come faster. It will come easier. And for some things, it's the only way to do it because it's something you're probably never going to see on your own. Here are some questions to consider. What poisonous thoughts and beliefs are you holding on to? And why are you choosing to keep them? Remember, this podcast is all about choice. Let's say it's, I'm not good enough. Let's just say that that's the one, for example. Why would you choose to think that about yourself? It is a choice. You have freedom. You can think anything you want. And it doesn't matter what evidence your brain is going to come up with. Yes, your brain has a whole stack of evidence, I promise. But that's only because it has only been looking for that evidence. It's just like when you get a new car, suddenly everyone has that car. Have you noticed? You'll see it everywhere on the road and you never noticed it before because that's how our brains work. They have this system where when it comes to our beliefs, it only looks for evidence that proves we're right because our brains love to think we're right. So yes, you may have a huge stack of evidence that you could give me and say, no, Mindy, for real, I am not good enough. But if we told your brain, just for fun, to look for all the evidence that you are enough, and that was its job, we're like, okay, brain, we've already collected this. Great job. Your new job is to go find all the reasons I am enough. I guarantee you, you would have a stack of evidence just as big or bigger. So evidence is irrelevant. The evidence is all there for all the things. You get to choose. You have the freedom of choice. So when I say, why are you choosing to keep them? I want you to actually consider that. Why are you choosing to think this terrible thing about yourself? Seriously, 
when you could think anything you want. And it feels horrible and it holds you back and it keeps you from living your best life. Why would you choose it? Next question. How do you talk to yourself when you don't do something perfectly? And why do you choose to talk to yourself this way? The third one. What do you think about yourself when you fail? And why? Poisonous thoughts and beliefs can be formidable obstacles on the path to happiness. By identifying and challenging your negative beliefs, practicing self-compassion, offering forgiveness to yourself for past shortcomings, you can break free from their clutches. Embrace grace and forgiveness as essential tools for happiness, and you will find the strength and the resilience needed to pursue your dreams and live a more fulfilling life. Remember, your past does not define your future. You have the power to shape your destiny, and we do it with our brains. If I could give you one gift, it would be the freedom from your poisonous thoughts and beliefs. Do the work and give this gift to yourself, and your life will change. Live free, love life. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might want to check out my Live Free Love Life membership, where we actually do the work of creating freedom so we can love our lives. Go to itstimetolivefree.com for details.